Our second scripture reading for today is from the book of Mark, chapter 1, verses 21 through 28. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then, there was a synagogue. In the synagogue, a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. And they all were amazed. And they kept on asking one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once, his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. Here ends the reading of the scriptures for today, the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So let me ask you today, where do we go to find truth about God? about God's nature, God's will, God's kingdom? Who or what is our source for truth about God? Where's the spring from which flows the reality of God? Who dares to tell us what God is like and what God's will <clears throat> happens to be? Here we have Jesus. He has just uh, encouraged uh, and called uh, Peter and Andrew, James, and John to follow him. So these men have dropped their business, their work. They dropped their nets, their fishing nets. They walked away from their boats. They walked away from their family, uh, their fathers, and they followed Jesus. And so they come to Capernaum together, and they enter the synagogue, and uh, Jesus begins to teach. Now this was... A very common thing, uh, men uh, were called upon to, to read the scriptures and to uh, give comment, message uh, in response to the scripture that was reading. Evidently, the rabbi in charge of the service gave uh, Jesus that permission. And you know, uh, in United Methodist terms, uh, Jesus was basically uh, a, a lay servant. He was a lay speaker. If, if he were in the church today, that's what he would be. He wasn't a, he wasn't a certified uh, preacher. Um, but anyone, any man could be called upon to read the scripture and make common. And so that's what Jesus did. But what was different about Jesus, and that people realize this pretty quickly, Mark tells us, they were astounded by the authority by which Jesus taught. He taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. So who were the scribes? Well, the scribes were the people who knew the law really well. You could almost say that they were like attorneys in our day, lawyers. They knew the, the law really, really well. And if a person were accused 
a break in the Jewish law, a Jewish law, then like attorneys today, if a person's accused of breaking one of our laws, you have an attorney that will uh, defend him or her, and you'll have another attorney who's a prosecutor. And that happened back then. If someone was accused of breaking a Jewish law, they were brought before the elders of the community, and one of the scribes would defend the person, another scribe would prosecute uh, the person, and then the uh, community of elders would make a judgment. They were the jury on, uh, on the whole thing. But these scribes were supposed to know the law. They were supposed to have authority uh, uh, about themselves because they, they knew the law really, really well. So Jesus is teaching, <clears throat> and there's a commotion in the, in the congregation. There's this man with an unclean spirit. And the unclean spirit speaks through the man with the man's voice. And he says, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And then Jesus very simply said, come out of him. Come out of him. And this unclean spirit convulsed the man. And then crying out, he finally left the man and no longer overwhelmed the man. Again, the people were just blown out of their minds by what they had just seen. They were amazed. And they, they regarded Jesus' act of casting out the unclean spirit as a new teaching, again with authority. They said, even the unclean spirits obey him. You see, so Jesus had, had spoken with authority. He spoke with authority, but then he acted with authority. You see what I'm saying? He didn't just talk authoritatively. He acted authoritatively in casting out that demon from that man. You know, there's different kinds of authority. Uh, if uh, a deputy sheriff here in Lake County uh, is, uh, is on, on the road and puts his hand up like this, what are we supposed to do? Right. Stop. Yeah. Now, he doesn't have the power to stop our car, does he? Physically. Actually, physically. He can't stop a 25-mile-per-hour car down the road, can he? But his hand can do that. Just his hand. Because... He has delegated authority. The, the county government stands behind him. And if we bumped him or in any way injured him, we'd be in big trouble, right? Really big trouble. That hand carries authority, even though it doesn't carry any physical power. And so he has this uh, delegated authority. Um, is something that's been given to him, delegated to him by the county. And he has or she has the power to control in a legitimate way, in a legitimate way, the actions of citizens. You know, if he tells me to give, me my, give to him my driver's license, I got to do that, right? <laughs> or anything else, you know, we got to obey these people, these officers. But they're given uh, authority to control in a legitimate way the actions of its citizens. Our president is given delegated authority through uh, the people of the United States, through the Constitution, through the election, 
he has this authority, as well as all of our other elected officials. Now, a king or a queen has inherited authority. Inherited authority. A king or a queen, uh, as through birth into a royal family, has inherited authority. And then we have teachers, doctors, building contractors, auto mechanics, plumbers, mental health counselors, and others who have achieved authority, achieved authority or meritorious authority, meaning that they've been trained, they've been certified, they have experience to do what they do. That's true for preachers too. Uh, preachers are certified and given training. And so it's, uh, it's achieved authority, meritorious authority that's given to uh, all, these, all these folks. But Jesus had a different kind of authority. And it wasn't a delegated authority. It wasn't an inherited authority. It wasn't an achieved or meritorious authority. Jesus had inherent authority. Inherent authority. What I mean by saying that is that his authority, his power, was not something given to him by an outside source, a person or a committee or a document or a government or by training or by years of experience. His authority, his power came from within himself. Came from within himself. So why, why could Jesus speak about authority with the, about the Jewish laws? Because the Jewish laws were not something outside himself. They were within him. He understood the Jewish laws because, guess what? He created them. <laughs> he created the Jewish laws. And that's why he understood the Jewish laws. He was the author of the Jewish laws. And that's why anytime one of the Pharisees or Sadducees or scribes tried to pin him into the corner, about interpreting the law, they couldn't do it. They, they, they couldn't do it because they were dealing with the author of the laws. And they couldn't pin them down and frustrated them. It frustrated them. You know, it's like the woman caught in adultery, you know, stoner. That was the, that was the law. She was caught in the act. Stoner, that was the law. So they take her to Jesus. They think, well, we got him now. We, we really got him now. Because if he says... Stoner, then people won't like that. But if they say, if he says release her, they won't like that either. You know, someone's going to get ticked off here. So what does Jesus say? Okay, you want to kill her? He was without sin, cast the first stone. And they all walked away. But Jesus could have thrown the stone, right? He could have thrown the first stone because he was there as one without sin. But he was showing the people something very important. It's called mercy. It's called mercy. Mercy is when we don't get what we deserve. We don't get what we deserve. Grace is when we get what we don't deserve. See the difference? Mercy is when we don't get what we deserve to get. Grace is when we get something we don't deserve to have. So, so the, the Jewish leaders couldn't confound this man and drove him crazy. 
They just didn't accept him for who he was. He was the Messiah, the Son of God, the God-man. But the unclean spirits knew who this man was. They knew who Jesus was. And that's why this unclean spirit in this man in the synagogue cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? That's important. Because he, this, the, the, the demon was recognizing the humanity of Jesus. He was Jesus of Nazareth. He was the guy from Nazareth. But then this demon goes on and cries out, Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Now, Jesus didn't correct any of that. He didn't say, well, you got it wrong. No, you're not right. No, he didn't correct any of that because the demon got it all correct. He got it all correct as far as recognizing Jesus for who he was. So the people were amazed um, how Jesus simply spoke, be silent, come out of him, and yeah, the man convulsed, and there was this loud scream, but then he, he was okay. He was okay. This was Jesus' inherent authority. The power that rested in him within his person, in his body, in his voice. That's pure power. We see it again, you know, when the disciples are on the Sea of Galilee, and not only is the boat in the water, but what, guess what's happening? The water's getting in the boat. <laughs> and they are scared to death. And he's, Jesus is taking a nap. He's taking a nap. And they, they rouse him and say, don't you care? Don't you, don't you care at all that we're about ready to die here? Don't you care, Jesus? So what does Jesus do? He just speaks. Be still. Peace be still. Problem solved. Problem solved. The authority of his voice. So from whom are we to learn about God, God's will, God's kingdom? Who has the authority, the power to reveal the truth of God to us? There's only really one source, and that's Jesus. Jesus is the word of God. Listen to what John writes in his gospel, John chapter 1, <coughs> beginning of was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him. And without Him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world. And the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, 
who were born not of blood or the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the Word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen His glory, the glory as of a Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John testified to Him and cried out, This was He of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because He was before me. Jesus is the Word, God incarnate, God become flesh. You see, the great difference between Christianity and every other religion, be it Islam, Buddhism, Confucianism, the founders of those religions never claimed to be God. Never made any claims to, to having the power of God in them themselves. But Jesus did. Jesus did. Jesus had this... Uh, inherent authority. You know, one of the sad things in our American culture <clears throat> is that there are many people who see themselves as being inherent authorities when it comes to knowing the truth about God and God's will. Many people think that through their own thoughts, their own feelings, their own experiences, they know the truth about God. We know the truth about God only as we reference our thoughts, our feelings, our experiences back to the Word of God, back to Jesus, as He reveals Himself in His will in Holy Scripture. <clears throat> Before ascending to heaven, Jesus said to His disciples, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples. That's your job, disciples. Go make disciples who will 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 make disciples. That's the church's job description. We have this delegated authority to go forth in Jesus' name to make disciples, to proclaim the gospel, to teach others about Christ, and to urge them to live for His glory. Jesus is with us and in us through the presence of His Spirit, the Holy Spirit as we do the work of building disciples. We are called to live to please Him alone. No one else. No one else. It's not living out this work of, of making disciples is about pleasing Jesus Christ. No one else. Jesus has all we need to know about God, the truth of God, the will of God, the kingdom of God. And He reveals Himself he reveals God in and through Holy Scripture. Jesus also reveals Himself through our experience as we are filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will not contradict Holy Scripture, and Holy Scripture will not contradict the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need to know Holy Scripture so that we may understand our experiences with the Holy Spirit and thereby do the will of God. Do the will of God. <clears throat>